Hello, I am Jay Choi, and today I am joined by my guest, Chad. <laughs> Chad, um, Nate Rasa, and welcome to the studio. Go. Rush of ideas and just imagination and chaos. You know, you make things, you break things in the span of seconds just with your thoughts. Kinesthetic style, but only within the mind. Take a whole idea and like deconstruct it and then rebuild it in like a completely different way. Swimming in chaos. Welcome to I Just Can't Even With Myself Right Now. <laughs> Let's go. So now that you've gotten to get to know us through these many numerous episodes, as well as our off-studio episodes, um, we are going to have like an interesting little segment here where essentially um, this episode, as you can see by the title, is an, an introduction to Nate Rasa. We're going to dive into his experiences, his past, his deepest, darkest secrets, his social security number, credit card information, address, etc. cetera. Um, that's writing it down and has it all to of you. That. Like, yeah, yeah. So all of that. His address will be in the description below. Go ahead and check that out. Make sure you drive over and say hi. Um, you but can yeah. find me. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, basically, yeah. So it's just like now that you've gotten to know us through these topics that we've talked about and you got to, got to know our personalities and also you've heard some of our stories, we want to have like a little more focused segment of like who – are we <laughs> you know like what are, what are we doing here so right? until what 28 29 episodes yeah so we're on <laughs> episode 28 to finally get here but this episode is dedicated to nate rasa so now i am gonna turn the camera over to, to nate <laughs> wait how do you even start this, this so, is my okay, question okay. Right? so i kind of want to go through like different formative periods of your life so like let's just start oh, with like snap. i don't know how the education system works in canada is it like the same as like America with like middle school, like elementary. We have that high, too, high but I was not one of the schools that right. had those. Yeah. Okay, well, let's start off with like um, you were born in the Philippines. Yes. How I, long were you there for? I guess uh, a year. <laughs> oh, okay, so you were like raised, like basically, yeah, I was raised here. Yeah. Okay. I okay, arrived well, here when I was one year old. Just a little baby, yeah. I have like a baby picture somewhere, but I was very, very young, and I was cute. I was a cute baby. Like I was one of those. I had a huge I need forehead. To see a or else I don't believe you. Wait, hold on. If I can find a picture of my cute it'll little be, self, it'll be your background. <laughs> yeah, it'll be my background. I was thinking about it. I was yeah, like, yeah. I'll just make a cute little picture of me. If I can, dang, find. <gasps> I found it. That was really quick. Look at that. Look at that cute How baby. did you get there that quick? Okay, yeah, that's a cute picture. Oh, you posted it on Twitter before. I think so. I'm a, okay. I was a, I well, was a cool Basically, friend. I was thinking more so of, like, I want to hear, like, a formative event or story of something that happened throughout your life. Like, what, are you, what do you think are, like, the big events that have happened in your life? And, like, go ahead and share a little, a little story or something. I had to realize that I think about that. I generally had a relatively quiet life. Now I'm saying this, which I'm probably gonna eat my words afterwards because yeah, yeah. not everyone's lives are actually boring. Um, I don't know, like it's just I was a kid that I never had stranger danger problems. That was like never my issue. I was always sociable, extroverted. <laughs> as a kid, like, especially as a kid, it was very like, oh, if I see you, we're dancing. You're going to be kidnapped by me. We're going to be on a dance floor. And I was like five. 
and also wanted to move out at five. So <laughs> there was also that thing. I thought I would have been like, maybe I could make it as a child actor. I don't know. Were they hiring Asians at the time? Who knows? No. Um, yeah, but... How do you think your views on... We kind of have an episode on this, but just like, how do you think your views of like romance and love have changed as you've grown older? Because mine have definitely changed a lot. So I just was okay. I can I can I can go up from that. One. Like you know, like yeah, like like your first yeah, like your first crush, maybe first kiss, versus like how you view romance now. <laughs> Very different, right? <laughs> <laughs> let's, yeah, let's go. To, um, I have been. I don't like. I was so awkward as in high school. Like hormones kicked in, and it was just. Man, it was not, it was not a fun, like, I don't really have much pleasant memories of high school. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Like, unlike the folks who peaked in high school, I definitely did not. I was very, oh, I'd it's, rather be alone. I don't trust alone. people who peaked in high school. <laughs> I was, like, I'd rather I, be I alone. <laughs> like, it's fine to be great in high school, but then you should go on to be even better. <laughs> like, well, there we go, right? Like, yeah. the, the pictures you see of now, by the way, that we have as a background, this is a period of me coming out of my shell, by the way. So before everyone understands, it's like, oh, wow, like you had a shell. Yeah, I did. Like, I didn't have Stranger Danger as a kid, but I gained it in high school because of the whole landfill emotion of shame of like, Mm -hmm. you can't, you know. And I had like, how how big was your high school? Like, it was pretty big. Um, three floors, (laughs) as if that was big. I'm talking about people, people, people. People, oh, yeah, thousands. I and my, I went to private school, um, so my class had like 60 people, 70 people. Just that? Really? Yeah. Like my high school was like 200 people total, maybe. Oh, damn. No, we it got was an academy. It was an academy. No, yeah. we got thousands of people. It was public, obviously. And mm-hmm. we had like 200 graduates. Wow. 200 graduates. Um, yeah, it was a long procession. It was. I mean, the university I go to now has only 2,000 people. <laughs> no so. one cheered for me, by the way, when I walked to the thing. Because I didn't really make any friends. Like I had, a, they're like so minuscule, and need, and I would make friends with people from younger than me, older than me. So oh. the folks were not oh. even there anymore. Wait, do do you think you get along more with people older than you or younger than you? Definitely older. Like I, I was as a kid, even at <laughs> as a ten year old, hmm. I was not almost okay. Maybe this is gonna sound weird, but I wasn't technically allowed to hang out with younger people mm-hmm. because my parents were afraid that I was gonna be, have bad influence. I'm gonna so call the cops to, right now. Wait, why? Yeah. So they threw me, me why around again? with <laughs> yeah, they threw me around with older folks. So I literally became around like 30s, 40s, like people who were living their lives already. So in a way, a like, lot I guess older. I, I thought you were talking about like a couple of years or something. No, sis. Like I'm way older to the point where I kind of looked at life knowing that my high school life was definitely not the end. Like I could not oh, have that's that kind of mentality. Because, right. Like you understood that people in their 30s and 40s had real lives. They're not like. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like 10 years, yeah. 20 years past their high school and like I've always and I heard all the stories they're like oh yeah high school is not really the end of it like blah blah so I've had that running in my in my Mm -hmm. mind for like every year I just wanted to get out yeah school that was just my thing I didn't want to I think yeah every year of high school I was just like when will I be done with this I think that was my viewpoint yeah um I was also wondering because you're an only child right Mm -hmm. so that's I was wondering because uh as a youngest child it's I have a kind of hybrid experience, sort of, because right when I got to high school, my siblings were both in college, so they were gone. So it was like childhood, I was raised with siblings, but right when I hit, like, the age where I could form real thoughts (laughs) without being stupid, like, my my siblings were gone. So at that point, I was kind of an only child, sort of. 
Gotcha. Did you, but you didn't have the only kid thing of not knowing how to share, right? Because you had to share constant all the time. Right, right. But I was wondering for you if that meant since you're an only child. That's why I was asking if you got along more older or younger. Yeah, because my, my parents felt really ill-prepared like, to, to raise a kid, especially mm-hmm. since they moved here. Um, we started out very low middle class, if mm-hmm. not even lower than that. And like, yeah, because we didn't really have connections. My mom had to like work all the way from the ground up to have any kind of financial security. Right. Um, and so with that being said, she relied on the community that she befriended. She's a an SB Dom six wing something, um, SBSO. So she definitely knew who to talk to and what her networking skills are actually top notch. So I was raised by the village, basically. Right. So I was the kid that, like, while I didn't have a lot of people my the same age as me, you um, had a lot of caretakers, I guess. I did absolutely. Like I, she, they both had to work full time jobs, and because of that, they couldn't afford, and they couldn't trust leaving me with a babysitter because the babysitter would hang out with other kids who also were kind of iffy to their mentality. They're very helicopter type, but because they had to work, they couldn't helicopter me in that moment. So they had to like hire friends to take over Mm -hmm. instead of babysitters. So I had a lot, I became acquainted to like so many people as a kid. What kind of like friends do you think you had as you grew up? Like, were you ever part of like friend groups or not really? Was it mainly just girls? Only now have I been like that. Back Uh then, it's always been like one or two people. Um, I never really gotten, like, you know, that whole popular crew when you have like a bunch of people together, I tried getting along with them. Um, but for some reason I always came up different. Yeah. <laughs> I always came up odd, which I mean like, ah, right, whatever. But I did, I, I don't know. I had like this reputation for some reason that because I was like too happy or too out there or too fun that, and then I had such strict parents, it was really hard for people to get along with me because I had to go home on time. I couldn't like you know, I couldn't... Like, you can hang out after school. Yeah, I couldn't mingle for too long because I had to be home. My parents didn't want me home. Like, it was very... Yeah, I understand. (laughs) And, like, but then what's crazy is, like, for a person like me who had, like, half of my life being, like, imprisoned in my own home, (laughs) I grew up to be so sociable. It's insane. Yeah. Do you think maybe it's, like, a you were repressed from it so hard that now, like... You gotta, or you think it was just like it was bound to happen anyway, sort of thing, or what do you mean, like bound to happen? Like you being so sociable, like do you think it's a result of you being sheltered, or do you think it was like you would have been like that regardless of? I think regardless, because I was such a rebel. Like I would test the boundaries because I could see, I would make comparisons. Like I could see other kids of parents turning out fine. You know, they're not dying. They're not doing drugs. They're not doing all the things that my parents were scared that I would end up doing. Mm-hmm. So I'd be like, why can't, why do they get to have fun and sleep over and have like video game parties? And I'm not allowed to touch one. Right. It's like that did not make, it was very inconsistent. Um, I think maybe my TE was very upset about it because I was like, you tell me there's a rule and suddenly everyone's breaking the rule. So what the heck? Yeah. It's like, it's like, why is, why is the rule only for me when it's not? Yeah. <laughs> and, and I relate also as like, you know, like raised in a conservative Asian Christian household. <laughs> yeah, I relate hard. So I, I get you on that. I really do. Although I have to say, like, um, I can't say that it's that my parents' raising was wrong. Although I did call them out on it before. But I was like, mm-hmm. y'all are too strict. Um, I, like, you know, like there's some kids who are like, we never talk back to our parents. I definitely talk back. It's what caused a lot of issues in high school because mm-hmm. I was going through my FI and I was kind of like, I am not happy with how these things are being applied in the household. So I would 
get confident in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like it was, whew, I would say a lot of, so much rock, rock and roll during that period of my life before I committed. Oh, I can't even say, I don't know if I should even say this, but like a psychological You've transformation. Said You've said, said it. it You've said it in like two other episodes. Just I know, it. I know. Just I've said it. it, but it's it maybe because it's like, okay, maybe I should just put a trigger warning. <laughs> Committing a psychological suicide prior to that moment in my life, everything was already very rocky. I was already unhappy with how things were turning into because I was afraid of becoming the person I didn't want to be. Wait, how old were you? Like 16 when you did it? When that happened? happened? Uh, 19, actually. 19. Because oh, wow. I was like, I was still being told to have curfews and stuff at 19. And like, so I was really pissed off about it. But at the same time, I didn't have the willpower inside because I was like this poor little cuck trying to like mm-hmm. figure it out. <laughs> so unhappy with myself and so, what is it? Was so weak. I don't know. I like looked at myself like, oh, you still be? Even though like I, there probably wasn't any reason to be, but it felt like I was. Like I was merely, you're just a son. You're just a kid. You're not anything. So that internalized. So you got to get rid of that guy. It's interesting <laughs> how like you, we grow up. I mean, I think it's interesting because like, you know, when, when people have kids, they usually aren't imagining when their kids are adults and their relationship yes. with their kids as as like adults. I think that that's something that parents can struggle with do you like when do you, do you think your parents have finally come to terms with like have come to no. terms with it? no i don't think so either um i think they're learning as they go along um mm-hmm. i think and that's part of partly because i was an only kid if i had a sibling things probably would have been different because they mm-hmm. would have at least practiced on the other well i was thinking that but yeah. for me and my family actually it's like my siblings are adults but me as the youngest they can't imagine it they oh, can't fathom it work. they literally like <laughs> call me in korean like the baby and I'm like, you can't call me that. I'm, I'm literally like, I'm literally 37 now. Like, yeah. I've outgrown that. I've called my parents out that I'm like, well, I'm going to be 30 and I'm still going to be like a child. Like, I already got a beer gut, mom. Like, this isn't happening. Yeah, like, I'm just like, I'm like, and, and like, I love my family also. But, you know, like, I think you and I both have that, like, our SP is very comfortable and likes the resources. But we need our, like, in- independence, our freedom. Yeah. Cleave away. Well, here's the thing, though, too. Like, a funny thing about that independent thing. Like, remember how, like, other types who aren't SB are almost more likely to move out because they, like, I want this life, blah, blah, blah. But because there's a lack of um, taking care of yourself and, like, putting your needs first and wants second. So they tend to go through such a hard experience. And become then they have hard to <laughs> Well, no, not even. Like, yeah, they, they, yeah, some of them are successful and they continue to move out but, and stuff. No, but then they I, lack basic... Get. Yeah. Skills. Yeah, so, but you have developed your SP to the point at this point, obviously, where if you moved out, you like oh, one thousand percent. Yeah, I would be fine. Like, I just so, don't move out because um, there's like this little thing. Um, have this future deal thing with my parents where because they are my parents had me when my mom was thirty three, uh-huh. so she wasn't in, in like her ripe age of twenties, mm-hmm. which is why she herself never felt pressured to have kids and to get married. So when she did and she did have a kid, it was very like okay, well I did it. Um. And she, that's a philosophy that she's passed down to me, too. Like, I've never felt this need to seek out to find you're somebody. You're not, like, as in you're living your life, like, you're pacing yourself. <laughs> yeah, she told me, yeah. exhaust your singlehood. Mm-hmm. Be tired of it by the time you want to have, want to get married to the yeah. point where, like, okay, I can actually live with, imagine being with somebody. Right. But since I don't right now, there's no point. Even though they joke about it, they're like, am I going to be long, am I going to be old enough to see you have a grand, have a grandkid or something? I'm like, I don't know, actually. True. If you, who knows? 
Um, no, but the deal that I have with them is like if because when they retire, because they are in their sixties now, um, there is this deal of like oh six months they want to spend like in the Phillies or like and then six right, months right, right. here, and I think that's actually kind of a safe thing because being a person who lives in Vancouver, it is impossible to own a home. Vancouver, what's the street name? Uh, Maine. Name. What's yeah. the number? <laughs> the <laughs> I'm give you my real. The, the address will be in the description below yeah. or in the comments. So go check that out. It'll actually be like a restaurant or my one of my favorite cafes. <laughs> hey, then you'll find me there if anything, right? No, um, yeah, like it. So because of that arrangement going on, I can't fathom another idea of like, oh, I'm gonna move out and live my life. Even though, let's say, I did strike it rich. Who knows? And I actually did have the resources to go forward with it. Mm-hmm. But usually, why would I do that when? I could at least just maintain what's present. Right. Like the six months they're gone in the Philippines, like no one's in the house. That's the winter time, which is my favorite season. Right. It's great. Yeah. You know, I get to spend my winter season, fall and spring to myself. And I'm like, yo, you know, and then I, I, yeah. (laughs) I think there's also the beauty of like, well, the beauty and whatever, but like, you know, like as everything is online right now and you're training right now to do online work in the future, right? Like teach English online. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a beauty and you could relocate or not. You could yeah. be wherever you want to be. So I have, I yeah, that's, actually, that's a right. really, I think that's like a really good thing for you also. Cause you're not, you're not worried about like, Oh, but my job is going to be over there. You're just like, I mean, if I have this house, I'll stay in the house. <laughs> yeah. And I'll just be taking care of it. I think the biggest problem, my biggest problem though right now is they don't understand the value of working from home. So they still assume that I have time to do chores Oh, like, I, I get that's that. I get that. incorrect because if you're still, right. if you're working, you're working. It doesn't matter right. if you're It's hard or not. though, I think, for them to wrap their minds around it just because, like, I mean, it's a different age. Like, things that is true. so yeah. differently. Even now from, like, 15 years ago, like, 10 years ago, could you imagine people, like, working the well, way we are right now from home? There's no problem. I had this conversation with my parents about it. Like, I called them out on it because I could see them being insecure, and I called it out when I said, I have never really faulted them for missing up or messing up and missing mm-hmm. out on raising me because right. in a way they did the best that they could. Like I'm literally two generations gap with my parents because you know how typically it's like 20, you gap kids. Right. But this mm-hmm. time it's like thirties, right. um, 30 mid thirties. So they don't really like, in, they enjoyed my teens at their forties. Right. So it's already a different ball. Game. I mean, I, I relate also because my parents, I mean, I'm the last child. So my mom had me when she was 35. Yeah. So yeah. Like, I mean, I get it. Um, but and it's like a weird like mix, right? They're still trying to like un- adjust yeah. and understand like what the heck. Um, well, I think it's interesting yeah. because like what uh, let's my parents were born on like the edge of um, Gen X and Boomers. Mm. They're like, but and then my brother and sister are millennials, but then I am the Gen Z, the lone Zoomer. <laughs> I'm Gen Z, but also I had older siblings, so I can relate with the millennial stuff because I had their influence. But like I don't know, it's an interesting balance. And you too, you're like. I mean, you are a millennial. You made it there, but also you... Yeah, I had zero Gen X. I think the only Gen X I had was my type 8 cousin, but mostly That's, boomer yeah. stuff. Yeah. But I find that interesting because, like, as a, as a millennial who was only influenced by boomers... Mm-hmm. I don't know where I'm going with that, but I just well, I think it's an interesting... I mean, dynamic. yeah, like, if you're going to learn about the generalized ethics that is passed down, like, the hardworking, the, all that shenanigans, like, that's definitely been passed down on me, like, trying to be domesticated. Oh, that is actually kind of interesting. My parents, especially my mom specifically, went a little out of uh, traditional teaching mm-hmm. by not pushing me to pursue, like, traditionally man jobs. 
she that wasn't her focus she was like you can figure that out when you can because you're a dude so she didn't focus on that she focused on making sure that i could compensate my other weaker half which was supposedly in this realm of gender roles oh, yeah, my yeah, yeah, female yeah. half right like right. the ability to like be like you the can cook, household you can yeah do your laundry you're very yeah like you're you you love doing that stuff too yeah and so like and the thing is it's actually it's funny because a lot of her sisters are similar um, a lot of my cousins in the philippines actually have similar uh like parenting skill sets yeah okay. like they like there is what i have an aunt who has like seven kids all guys and they all know how to like wash clothes they all know how to cook they all know how to shop for themselves they all know how to see and the thing themselves. is that's very honestly it's very woke for the like this like for the, for the for family them. yeah, yeah for and, a bunch and, of like, boomers especially, too, right? especially because i mean like honestly like at this point at this point obviously like we're not gonna get into gender roles much but you know at this point like there are stay-at-home husbands um mm. There are many dual income households, so honestly, like at this point, it should be normal for you to be able to do like take like like if you can't like if if you get if you're in your own apartment by yourself and you can't handle it for three months, like you can't live for three months in an apartment by yourself, then I think like that's kind of sad. Like yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And <laughs> I always like to think whenever I mentally try to envision myself living alone, I have to always think about like the amount of corners I have to be cleaning because that's when I clean is mm-hmm. I do make sure it hits the corners. So by <laughs> by if I cut corners, then I'm not doing a good job. Therefore, my house will eventually go down in filth. It's going to have my Just get a roundhouse. Yeah, or just get a small apartment. That's kind yeah, of my okay, yeah, yeah. logic there. <laughs> that's, like, that, that's way more logical, right? <laughs> just, <laughs> just get, just get a round house. <laughs> well, I have experienced it a bit. Like, I technically live in a two-floor house, which is mm-hmm. like, but I share it with two other people who are my mm-hmm. parents. When they left to go to Europe for three weeks, I had it to myself. My skin was flawless, by mm-hmm. the way. There was no stress, and there was no dust and yes, hair. King. Because contrary to what my mom thought. I was in the shedder in the house. So <laughs> my, the house was like so spotless. And then they're like, well, what the heck? They, literally the minute they arrived, it was dirty again. I'm like, don't blame it on me. I am not the, it was the filth in this house. You guys came back. Yeah, I hosted real. house parties and they didn't even know. Yo, drop the like address. Five house parties. Like, drop I'm the like, address, bro. I know. <laughs> we were like, like woo. <laughs> um yeah very gatsby by the way yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm like up there yeah, i was thinking about that shit. i was like with the green light across the water <laughs> see everybody in costume party get up and i'm just going Dude, like mm, i would love dance. to have like a masquerade party like masquerade gowns yeah. like that would be literally amazing <laughs> I would so, i would dress up I, i'm definitely the type of person i would love to dress up i'm a huge role play person mm-hmm like, I love the, the concept of, like, buy, going out, making, constructing your own suit, doing all that shabla shabla. It's fun. Good times. Do you have a P.O. box? Uh, I am. I want to. I haven't gone there yet. Because I haven't really produced anything to pay. Like, for people to pay me. I'm still writing a book, which I have, you know, I'm dropping that at the end of the year, hopefully. You better, you better get cracking on that. Yeah, well, when the book is done, I'm the definitely, there's going to be a P.O. box at the end of that one, though. Like, okay, for the well, book thing, there is definitely going to be I'm going to send you a wig at some point, so I'm going <laughs> to need that at some point. That's all. Because that's I'm going to be wearing, like, a nice... Yeah, because uh, it's got to happen. Nice lace front and call it a day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, well, here's a funny thing, I'll too. I'll send like, you some I, fishnet stockings and stuff. There we go. Oh, well, this, here's another funny thing. I am 
somewhat acquainted with women's clothing, not because I watch a lot of drag shows. Well, that too. <laughs> that, no, but like I do, one, I was raised by a bunch of matriarchs, so that was my background. I also, like one of my, my, like my best friends is a makeup artist. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's so cool. And like the other ones, like closely following her footsteps. And, and I was like, I don't know. And they're like super SI about it, like apothecary, trying to make yourself look prettier, enhance your features. So I'm like familiar with the terminology that I guess some other folks might not know about. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> so the, I don't like know. Like you're I'm very knowledgeable. About, yeah, about certain products because mm-hmm. I asked about it. Plus, hey, if I get to have nice, clear skin, why not? Oh my goodness. For one of your off studio episodes, could you just do like your face care routine? Like your routine? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Please, I want to know what products. Oh, just for a nighttime before I go to bed. I'm like, so guys, yeah. drugstore stuff, honestly. Right now I'm doing drugstore stuff. My mm-hmm. friend's the one who has the very high-end mm-hmm. products. I envy her for that because she let me use some of them. She's like, put it on a pad and like you put it on your face. I was like, wow, you Next shave off level. like five years. And like as a, as a person who's turning 26 soon, it's like shaving five That's years ain't bad. Girl, I thought you were older than me. I know. I'm like. Wait, how old are your kids then? 37 I'm, I'm at this point do we even care about the age of anybody age is just a number <laughs> <laughs> my age changes every episode so, yeah. <laughs> so i don't know you know what's funny i laugh when ni users are like oh no we're aging and i'm like you're finally gonna look your age though <laughs> so why are you upset <laughs> like weren't you always 65 wait, like wait, i don't see <laughs> wait okay that's amazing but also <laughs> I was just thinking about how NI users, they look so young for their age. A lot yeah, of them. Yeah, like, a lot of them. They're pretty youthful, but then their them, brains are, yeah. like, wrinkled. Yeah. Like, I mean, so wrinkled. I think that NI users look really youthful, and then NE users act really stupid. And I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I still see myself as the old silver fox that's feeding pigeons at a park, like, and having the fun time. Like, I'm always, like, the goofy, <laughs> the goofy one who will be joking and stuff, yeah. but... I don't know. Yeah. So, it's his life. Uh, did anybody actually know anything about me? I feel like I still... I just need to some tangent in a way from... That's kind of how all of our episodes have gone. What, Is there uh, anything that you want to share that's like... That I haven't shared already, right? Yeah. Like, oh, like how much you appreciate me as a person. I don't know. <laughs> Get an F in the chat, boys. <laughs> like in the chat. I'm just gonna go cry. I say a lot of the things that she's thinking, so it's not really an F. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, we. Okay, okay, okay. It, it, interestingly enough, like what we've been doing this for how how long now? Since um, May? June. Well, we early, no, late May, right? Late May. No, it was May, I think. Damn. No, I don't know. But it's so been bad. it's been like two months or so by the time this airs. It's been like three months or so, but like we have never once like triggered each other. There's no need to. That's so interesting. It's so <laughs> like we're so unhealthy, but it's so healthy. <laughs> and I hate talking to you, but like it works. It works. Yeah. <laughs> actually it's funny because I actually say that a lot of my online friendships, you know, I never triggered them. There was really no reason for it. I get Um, that, because, I mean, you can be so selective also, because you're not forced to talk to anyone online. That's true. Uh, No, but even then, like, I've been, I've become witness to people's blow-ups and, like, rages, and I'm there, I'm present in the voice chat, 
but it's never directed at me. Usually yeah. I'm the guy that says, ooh, you poked the bear. Like, I'm kind of stirring the, 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 yeah, the pot true. in the room, but I've never really been the the focal point of the drama. That's Usually true. when I am, it's kind of... I mean, I think, it, I think the thing, though, is also just, like, you know when... Not always, but you know when to, like, like who to say what to. You're really good at that. I guess so. Like... Like, well, you say a lot of things to me anything. that I know you would never tell to the person. I mean, yes, talking yes. About, well, that's the thing, though. It's like, I don't care enough to be that right. kind of... And, like, stir. if you're talking yeah. about someone to me, I know we're literally just, like, it's it's about the concepts. We're not... We don't care about the person. We're not making judgments on the person. It's just, oh, like... Oh, yeah. It's I, about I, I, I've told you this, too, and I've, I'll say it again for, for the sake of the episode. Um, a lot of people that I've, like, back-talked as... And I'll be honest, like, I've definitely said a lot of stuff off the air and off the studio about people... But I will still save them from a burning building, if that makes any sense. Like, I will still give them the dignity and the respect that they do deserve. But then at the same time, it's like, yeah, I do that. But that doesn't mean I can't call you out when you're being dumb. Right. Like, that's still fair game, I feel. Right. Because, I don't know, like, maybe I, I look, I'm starting to develop archetypes of people from traits I've been observing off of people online that I want to mimic and imitate. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is treating your, when you roast people, roast them if you were, as if you were an older brother, trying to like roast somebody that you want them to succeed. It's, so it's not like you're putting it's, them down. It's the thing, like never speak from anger. And if you're going to yes. criticize, criticize with love, you know, like that stuff. Like Yeah, big fan of the tough love mm-hmm. concept. I, I get it a lot. Maybe that's probably why I follow suit because I do get a lot of tough love. Um, yeah, no, I, I completely agree with that too. Like, my parent, or my mom, I think, she's, like, she's a pretty critical person, but it's always with love, so it's, like, yeah, helps me grow to be a better person, even, like, like I, I, it makes me realize, yeah, you could always do something better. Yeah, and you know, it's funny, too, because it's, like, I think that a lot of the times we, we know what we want to, res- like, receive in terms of feeling love, but I also, while I admit I get that, I also want to say, like, there's also people, oh, being able to understand how a person gives it, and it is within their, let's say, learning capacity, their mental territory to give it. And you can't really demand more if they can't give more. Right. That's so, that's why, like, I mean, yeah. people miss the point so hard with, like, love languages, where they think it's just, like, it's, like, they think it's just, oh, how do I give, like, receive love and experience love? I'm, like, it's about the person you're loving, too. It's how yeah. do they experience it? You should try to tap into that, too. And, like, talking about where you most feel your I guess your best self. Right. Exactly. Like you gotta, it's, I mean, there has to be an intersection somewhere. I can't just be like, yeah, I'm actually, it's funny because I do like to think of myself as pretty low maintenance as a person, Mm -hmm. but like that is to other people, but to myself, I'm pretty high maintenance. I'm so lazy (laughs) to myself, but for everybody else, they're like, Oh, you're so productive and industrious. And I'm like, yeah, it's because there's someone's watching. That's funny. No, I I understand. I mean, I'm a three. Like, that's why when I'm studying, the thing is, I, I know that about myself and you know that about yourself, but like, so that's why if I'm working on a lot of stuff for school, I tweet about it so that I can make myself do it because I know there's an audience and Hey, if it gets me to do it. I have to say that it's, it is a, a coping mechanism that is very effective. Yeah. Like exactly. the whole Twitch streaming thing. When I first realized that people were watching, I'm like, Oh wow, you're actually getting, you're way more conscious of the game and right, exactly. being more engaged. <laughs> Cause I usually I'm very like, eh whatever right. um yeah work <laughs> i guess that will be the end of the episode um 
Thank you for joining us um, through this journey where we learn nothing about Nate in the episode about Nate. Um, and we'll see you for the next one, which will be all about me. Which there we go. Which I think I, will be way more entertaining. <laughs> I kind of doubt that, but we will see. We'll have more of these episodes maybe in the future, like similar, similar style once we figure out what. Well, let's open it to the floor. If you guys got any questions true. to ask yeah. us, because you'll Ask Nate Rossa about his yeah. first kiss. <laughs> yeah. And we will see you on our next episode. Goodbye. Goodbye.